helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Welcome, my name is Melissa Waggett and I am so happy you've decided to join us this week for another exciting episode of the Life Transformation Show. Today we're going to be talking about sons of distant fathers. I want you to stay tuned for the show. We are going to be looking into this topic in depth. Maybe you grew up with a dad who wasn't... um, there for you either physically or emotionally and we're going to unpack what that could mean for you today in your adult relationships um, in the things you you experience day to day and hopefully give you some insights into yourself this show is brought to you by elam counseling services for those of you who aren't aware of elam counseling services and what we do we encourage you to go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com elam is spelled e-l-i-m counseling with two l's ministry.com or you can call us at 1-877-544-3546 when you're on our website we also encourage you to listen to past episodes of this show and check out our information that is there If you're joining us for the first time, I want to give you a special welcome. We're so happy you've decided to spend this Monday morning with us. And for those of you who are returning for another episode, we thank you so much for your faithful listening. You are why we do what we do each week. And you will not be surprised who I'm going to introduce. We have with me in studio Michael Hart, who is the director of Elam Counseling Services. He's also an award-winning psychotherapist who is registered with the Registered Psychotherapy Association of Ontario. And he is the man who will help me explore this topic of sons of distant fathers. He is ready to answer my very, very tough questions. He's sitting on the edge of his seat and he is with me in studio. And I'm so thankful for that. Thanks for joining me again, Michael. Thank you very much for that wonderful introduction, Melissa. And it's such a pleasure to be here with you in studio again to discuss this very important topic, Sons of Distant Father. And I think a a few weeks ago we did a show on Daughters of Distant Father. I got a few, a number of calls about that show where uh, some of the women who called in say for the first time they understand why they were attracted to men that were emotionally unavailable. Why they kept dating the same guy over and over, just different face, but the same guy emotionally. And so I think when we go into this show today and we talk about sons of distant fathers, and by distant we mean fathers who are emotionally uninvolved in their sons' lives. And so they might be there or may not be there physically. They may or may not be there in the, in, in the flesh, but they have an effect they're having a de- devastating effect on their children's, on their son's life. And we're going to be talking about sons in particular today, but on children, they, they have effect on children in general, negative effect on children in general. And so like we enjoy doing in this this show, we do like to also look to the Bible sometimes for examples. And you were able to identify a story which did demonstrate some of the effects when a son does have a dad who's a bit distant and some of the types of behaviors that can come from that. And I'm wondering if you can share with that what story you were able to identify. Yes, if, if we 
look at the biblical story of David, King David and his son Absalom, which is found in Second Samuel chapter 14. We see an example there of a son who is yearning for the attention of his father. He's desperately trying to get the attention of his father, but could not get the attention of his father. And in an attempt to get the attempt the, the, the attention of King David, he resorted to dysfunctional tactics, and so he burnt down the field of his neighbor and It was this negative act that finally got him the attention of his father and and got him the affection that he needed from his father and I think this story has many parallels to to the relationship between sons and their dad today. There are many sons who are desperately, have been trying for their whole life to get the attention of their dad and just could not get that attention. And so they have resorted to dysfunctional means, uh, delinquent behavior, and other things that we will talk about in the show today. But I think this biblical passage captures it very well. And I think it squares with psychological research and books that have been written as well. In one of the books that's called In Fatherless America by David Blankenhorn, he calls uh, the fatherlessness the most destructive trend of our generation. In another research that was done, in another research that was published in the University of Birmingham, they they went on to say that the, the, the fatherlessness of our generation is an epidemic without comparison in our generation. So I think there is a lot of things that are written and are being said that is showing the devastating effect of not having an involved father in children's life, uh, the effect, the negative effect that that can have on the children. So what are children learning through this relationship with their dad? Because I think that'll help us paint a picture of what can happen when a dad may not be present. Yes. What kind of things are the children learning at that young age based on that relationship? Yes, and I think, again, we clarify present to mean that they might be there in body, mm-hmm. but not involved. Uh, they might be hiding behind their newspaper when they come home in the evening, or behind a computer screen, which is more common today. Or they might just be so involved in uh, running a business so that they have no time to interact. So they're there, but they're they're not there. So I think when if we if we go back to the, the formative years of children, children are trying to get an idea of who they are in the world, how important they are, what significance they have. And if you have a father that's distant, that doesn't interact with you, a father that uh, pushes you away when you try to get in his lap or to get him to play ball with you, then you're learning something about yourself. So I think that's the first lesson we learn. Who am I? We learn that from our father. And what message does that send when you have a father that it's too busy for you? It is saying, it is teaching you that you're not important. And so children develop this core value that say, I am not important. Or it might be, I am not loved or I don't belong. And so these negative core values are not easily 
put aside as we go through life because we then uh, walk through life with these core negative core values and it affects and infects everything that we do, every aspect of our life as we go through the rest of our life. So how, what would this play like? play out in real life. So as you say, these core beliefs are developed when we're children. Right. But as we move along in life, how does that affect our behavior? You said it infects everything around us. So what would that look like? If you're that little kid who's been pushed aside by your dad because um, they're reading the newspaper, busy, whatever, and you feel that I'm I'm not lovable or I'm not worth anyone's time, how does that translate into adulthood? What yes. kind of things do you end up seeing? So, so even before adulthood, let's talk about the teenagers, mm-hmm. for example. So if you have a feeling that you don't belong, then it's it's very easy for you to try so hard to belong that you're willing to sacrifice your your morals you're willing to sacrifice your health to risk your health and your 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 physical safety safety just to be part of a group so many young men who get involved in gangs for example are from fatherless homes and what they're saying when i said fatherless again i mean if that might be there as well but just not involved what they're in fact saying is that I have a need to belong and I am willing to commit crime if it makes me feel that I can fit in to this group. Research also shows that 90% of kids who run away are from fatherless homes. And so there is something about the absence of a father that is sending a message to the child. And that message might mean you're not important, your life is not valued, so you can take unnecessary risk. Or it might result in teenage years in promiscuity, for example. Where And what that is saying is that uh, a reckless sex and drugs is a way of saying that my life doesn't really matter. And that might be a message that they get. So, so first we talk about the teenage years, but then this continue into adulthood because children, men, learn from their father how to treat a woman. And if you grow up in a home where father is absent or distant, then you're getting a message from your dad, uh, maybe unintentionally, uh, uh, on how to treat a woman. And so it's not surprising that in many of these homes where the father is emotional distant to the child, he's also distant to the other members of the household, to the mother. And so men, boys from those homes, grow up repeating the same pattern. They're very distant in relationships. And many women who have come in to, to, to see me about problems in their relationship will say something to the effect, they, I just can't seem to connect with this person. It's as if I'm talking to a wall. I, I just I can't get any emotional reaction. There is no empathy from from the person, uh, from from my my partner or my spouse. And a, a lot of times, this go when we do the the generation reflection, we find that this goes back to a father who was distant and emotionally uninvolved in that son's life. And so, from what I'm hearing you saying, that relationship shapes who I am and what how I see myself. And it begins to also shape how you relate to others. So you mentioned how you may relate to a woman. 
does it teach you anything about how to relate to children as well or other types of relationships, your relationship with your dad if he happens to be distant? Yes, the, the, that's a very good uh, question, Melissa. And one of the things that we find, it's really ironic rather because many people will say to themselves when they're treated badly that I don't want to repeat this pattern. I don't want to treat my children the way that my dad treat me. But in many cases, because these patterns are embedded in, in the person's brain from such a young age, they operate almost as if they're on on they're they're programmed to be dysfunctional as that. So many men sometimes in tears say to me, I can't believe I am doing the same thing to my children that my dad did to me. And it's almost as if they're powerless to change it. But what is happening is that they they learned from their father how children should be treated. And when the Bible say train up a child in the way he should go and when he's whole, when he's old, he will not depart from it. We we sometimes uh, interpret train train up to mean that you sit with a book and a pencil and you say this is what you do, son, and then you don't do that. But what we don't realize is that we are training our boys by the way we treat their moms, by the way we treat the other people in the household, by the way we treat them. And so these boys are so well trained, according to what the the Bible say, that when they're old, it's very hard to deviate from those patterns of behavior. I think that's such a good point, because so often it's what the kids are seeing, not yes. what we're telling them that they end up modeling. But we'll spend all the time doing the ABCs, which right. is important, yes. but sometimes, and most of the time, it's our behavior that's actually shaping them the most. Right. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Show. If you happen to miss the first half of today's show, we encourage you to listen to it on our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can call us for a copy of today's show, Sons of Distant Fathers, at one 544 the other thing we wanted to highlight for you too at this moment is, Michael, I think you wanted to give a little bit of an update about the retreat. We had mentioned right. for the past few weeks, we have a retreat coming up on June 8th to 10th at Providence Point in Lanark. Right. And you wanted to update the listeners a little bit about this retreat. Well, let me first of all say that I'm, I'm very touched by the overwhelming response that we have had to these retreats so far. The retreat is already full. As I have said before, that it was going to be full. It's already full a month before the the date and so I think this speaks to a need that people have but let me say that if you would like to attend this retreat you can put your name on the waiting list just in case uh, a spot becomes available and if you are if you're on the waiting list for this healing retreat then you will be first in line for the next one that we'll be having in the fall so let me also ask our listeners to be praying for us as we go through this weekend i know we have many churches that are represented in our training team we have, we have um, a, a staff of a volunteer staff of about 15 uh, representatives that represent uh, 15 10 to 15 different churches across the city and so i'm asking believers to just be praying for us on that weekend of june 6 to 8 for us to see the miracles that we did see the last time. So this is a healing retreat. We're dealing with deep emotional pain, things that have hindered and created stumbling block that prevent believers from becoming who God wants them to be or to see themselves in, in as how God 
God sees them. And so I think there are very profound things that are going to be happening that weekend. So again, thank you for your prayers. And we also are asking for donation support because we need to cover a lot of costs that are not covered by the fees that we charge. So if, if you would like to give a donation to this ministry to help with this retreat, it would be greatly appreciated. This is a time where we are going to be immersing in prayer and we are going to be immersing uh, a away from the distraction of society and just focusing on on, on, uh, on healing and moving forward, breaking through. And so if you do feel um, called to give a donation or you do want to give your um, get your name on that waiting list, give us a call at one 544 3546 or visit our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Again, Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry. Com. So, Mike, we're beginning to discuss a little bit about the effects that having a distant father can have yes. in terms of how a child or a son feels about who they are and how they relate. What they're learning. And exactly. I, I, and I think one of the things that they also learn, Melissa, is they are, they're learning from their father about God. Mm-hmm. And this is something I think we, we, we should touch on because when you have a dad who is distant and doesn't show love or is judgmental, the only time he really interacts with you is when you have to be disciplined and he's firm and rigid or he doesn't show uh, affection, then you develop a God image based on that that relationship that you had with the first authority figure in your life. And for boys, that the authority figure that they pattern God off is usually their fathers. And so they will project those same beliefs onto God. So if dad was unforgiven, I will find that a lot of these men will say, yes, I know that God forgive others, but I don't think he will forgive me. And that's because they have learned that they are not forgiven from their father. Or they might say, yeah, I know God is present, but I just don't feel like he's there. I know he's there for others, but I don't think he's there for me. And many of these men felt the same way about their dad, that their dad was distant. And so they see God as distant. They don't have time today to get into all of the the. the the parallels between dad and father, but just suffice it to say that we learn a lot about God from our fathers. And it's interesting as you say that, I know we've talked in the past about triggering things or things that bring us back to a moment that was super impactful, whether it's a relationship or something like that. And I was just picturing someone singing the Lord's Prayer yes. and having to say, Our Father. Right. And if you did have that relationship, probably even uttering those words, Our Father, probably brings you back to being that little person and having that big authority figure loathe over you or make you feel small when you're having that one-on-one time with God, right. if you're referring to him as your father. Right. Maybe another show, Michael, because I another think there's show, so because much I think and that's such a that. deep topic. And I think a lot of times when people will say, I don't want anything to do with God, what they're actually saying is that I have been so turned off by my earthly father that I don't find this religion that talks about God the Father to be attractive. And I don't want anything to do with a father figure because father for me represents pain. It represents abandonment. It represents neglect. It represents harsh punishment. And so it's not surprising that if so much is, is... is wrapped up in that word, so much negativity is wrapped up in that word, that God the Father would therefore not be an attractive an attractive term. And so I'm wondering, um, there's something we've touched about 
a few times since we begin um, today's show, and that's the distinction that you can have a distant father even if he is physically present in the home. And I'm wondering if you can unpack that a little bit from a research perspective or your experience that to, to describe, because some people may think, well, my dad was there for me in the right. sense he was physically mm-hmm. in our house mm-hmm. at all times. Yes. He was there. I can't fit into this puzzle. Maybe these things you're talking about don't apply to me in the same way. Because he was right. he was there. Like, it's better than nothing. Yes. But do you see in the research or things you, you've seen clinically where those effects really are there when you have that dad who may be physically in the home, he may be there at supper time, but otherwise when you need him, he's just not available, he's not showing up. Is there a difference? And um, as I say, if you can... Let us know any research you've done or things you've seen in your practice. I think that'd really help paint that picture because I'm picturing people out there thinking, well, my dad was there. This can't be. Yes, yes. It can't apply to me what you're talking about. He was there. Yes. And I think that's such an important thing to clarify because I, I think when we think about dad being there, people will often say, well, yeah, my dad wasn't didn't abandon me. He was there. He came home every evening and we did things from time to time. But what the research is also showing, one research that was published a few years ago showed that for children, uh, not not that we are we are supporting divorce in any way, but this re- research looked on the quality of parents' relationship before divorce and the effect that it has on the children. And what they found is that children who are from good homes, that they were where they had very involved father, that they were these children were negatively impacted when the parents divorce. However, on the other hand, the research found that when the children were from homes where they, they, the father was absent or distant, in, absent in the sense that they're not there emotionally, that these children actually fared better after divorce. And so what this study is showing that the father being there was damaging to the children because these children were learning a lot of negative things about themselves, with some of which corrected when they didn't have that negative influence in their lives. And so again, not that we are supporting divorce in any way, but just to say that some of these research are showing that just having a father present does not itself mean that the child is is in, in a stable, nourishing home where it's better for them. Sometimes a father can be a destructive influence in the children's lives. What other effects does um, our relationship with our dad have on our development and who we become as people? Research also shows that uh, mental health challenges is one of the very common uh, outcome of having uh, been neglected by a father. So for sons who have fathers who just wasn't there, many of these boys go on to show mental health uh, challenges such as OCD or depression. 
And it's not surprising because if you have these negative concepts of yourself, you're always thinking negative thoughts about yourself and how others treat you. You're interpreting the world in a negative way. So it's not surprising, therefore, that from that you would have mental health challenges. So this is a very common occurrence among among. Uh, boys, children in general, but we are talking about uh, sons of distant father today. So, so for boys whose fathers were distant, they, there is more of a tendency towards mental health challenges. Does it also come into play too how their dad showed emotion or not for them as a kid? Yes, in terms of yes, some of these absolutely. mental health challenges yes. they they may or may not exhibit. That's such a good point, Melissa, because that's one of the other things we learn from our dads. When dad is distant, we are learning how to deal with emotions. So if you have a dad that doesn't show emotions, doesn't express emotion, doesn't deal with pain, then you are learning as a young man that this is how I should act as well. I don't show emotions, I don't deal with emotions, I don't talk about feelings. And so if you have this approach to emotional pain, it is not surprising then that you will end up with some of these mental health challenges that that we talked about earlier. I think You've painted a really good picture for me to understand the effects of a son's relationship with his dad on his life as a child and as he grows up. But I'm wondering if you can describe for us what we can do about it. Because yes. there's, as we're describing this, you can't take back your childhood. Right. And you've talked about these things called core beliefs that seem to be established when I am very, very small. Right. How do you even begin to unpack that because if this is a belief I have for myself from when I'm a child right can I fix it can I, I change it I think I think the, the the most important things about core belief is to be able to identify them and know that they exist in the first place and 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 understand the devastating effect that it is it is having on your life because once you understand that that fact in itself can serve as a motivation for you to begin to change your life. The other thing about core beliefs is we need to begin to understand that these core beliefs are lies that we have come to believe about ourselves as a result of being neglected or being abandoned in childhood. And so if you can see them as lies, then there are things to be refuted and for you to shed light on and to, to develop new core Belief. So one of the things that we work on in the healing retreat that we have is to identify what is your negative core belief, what is each person's negative core belief, and what is the corresponding truth that you would like to now believe as a result of realizing that this is a lie. Your father neglect doesn't determine your worth. God made you valuable. You're special and wonderfully made. You're not a mistake. You were pre-planned from the foundations of the earth. And so you are important. And so for someone who comes into the retreat sometimes believing, I am not important as a core belief, when we go through this uh, refuting of lies, they come away saying, I am important. I am worthy. 
I am well esteemed. And so just those, uh, those changes in how you see yourself has profound effect on your mental health, your, your achievement in lives, how you relate in relationship to others and so forth. Because there are many, uh, I, uh, many young men who do not have good relationship with, with others because they don't see themselves in a healthy way. What other things should people do if they identify with some of the things we've discussed today? And the other thing is, is to Im- re- refute the lies that emotions are not important. Because when you have distant fathers or sons, you believe that the only thing that is important is to earn a living, make as much money as you can, and as long as you have money, then you're okay. But that's another deception, because some of the wealthiest people are the most broken and uh, depressed and suicidal. And so understanding that emotions are important and valuable and that you need to work through your feelings, you can cover your pain. And I think the third thing that we need to do after realizing that emotions are important is to stop masking the pain by things such as food or drugs or success or or some career that you're in. And so it's important to deal with it, not to mask it. I think those are really great tips. And if you've resonated with this, we encourage you to utilize some of those tips you've just said or give us a call at 1-877-544-3546. We'd be happy to talk to you and get you the help that you need. And so again, I would like to remind you of the healing retreat that we have coming up on the weekend of June 8 to 10. It's in Lanark in Providence Point, and it's a fantastic opportunity to get away and to work through issues so you can have that breakthrough that you have been wanting to have. And so if you'd like to register for this retreat, give us a call at 1-877-544-3546 or go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. And so until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart, praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. 